What's going on? It's Jailus from Nick of Time Show here, giving you that Nick's talk just in the Nick of Time. Sorry for the delay, technical difficulties that happen sometimes. But um, listen, the Knicks, we lost. The, the winning streak is over. We lost to the Phoenix Suns. But it's all good, man. It's all good. Uh, it was a hard forward game. Um, it's one of those. Is I hate to call, I hate to say it's a moral victory, but it is, man. It is. It is a moral victory. The Knicks actually we fought. We competed this whole game, and we're gonna talk about it, man. All right, we're gonna talk about it before we get into the nitty gritty of it. Let me introduce my guy um, from the podcast across the street, who just dropped a, a, a podcast today. My man, Alex Trateros from Knicks, Jets, etc. What's going on, man? going on jay ellis doing okay i mean the knicks didn't win yesterday but hey i know you said it in the beginning no we don't really like to get through moral victories but because this is you know a developmental season a rebuilding season mm-hmm. we could take some we could take some moral victories yeah. here and there, especially when we play the phoenix suns you know number two team in the west number two team overall in the nba mm-hmm. when you play that well against this type of team and you can, and they kept it close. Dude. Yeah, you, you could take you could take the moral victory with this one for sure. Yeah, you definitely take the moral victory with this one, man. This team, I said it from the beginning, man. There's a reason why I tweeted like an, on the 14th of April. If you follow us on Nickel Time Twitter account, there's a reason why I said that. You know, I really want a nine game winning streak before we watch the Phoenix hit the Phoenix Suns because the Phoenix Suns is no joke, no joke. Uh, number three in net rating in the entire NBA. For a reason, um, and I know people were like, "Well, they lost to the Nets yesterday. It's easy work." I'm like, eh. "I mean, it's the Nets. The Nets are the Nets, right?" So you got to take that with a grain of salt. But at the end of the day, man, we competed. Um, for we didn't make that many mistakes. We did make some mistakes. We didn't make me. We didn't make that many mistakes. And um, we were in this game. And to me, when I'm watching this game, it shows the growth, man. This growth. From within, from many different players. From many different players. And excuse me if I'm talking funny. I just came from the dentist today. My mouth is a little funny. All right. So if I, if I found like Elmer Fudd, <laughs> <laughs> if I sound like Elmer Fudd, it's because my mouth is still a little bit numb. All right. But you know, we'll salute, we'll salute to the chat, salute to these Knicks games. First of all, sh- shout out to everybody who found the show on the chat, man. You had to, had to switch it up. Technical diffusion. Shout out to D Nice. Shout out to Rig V. Shout out to Fritz. Uh, shout out to everybody else who's rocking with the KLT show. If you're new, hit that hashtag new. We just getting started. The stream just started. New link, new view, new vibe. All right. We're going to talk about this Suns game. We're going to break it down, man. And actually, there's some nice things I really want to point out that happened in this game. And maybe some people might have overlooked, you know? Some some people might have overlooked, but it just it shows that our, the growth and development of this team. All right. But first, let me just start off by saying I've been bigging up Derrick Rose a lot lately. 
And yesterday, he kind of carried us. He, he carried us a lot. Derrick Rose yesterday with 22.6 rebounds, 66, 55% from the field. He's in playoff Derrick Rose mode right now. Team high, 22 points um, from the field. Um, and he, this is a Derrick Rose that um, we haven't seen since the Timberwolves days, man. We haven't really seen it since the Timberwolves days, really. Haven't really scratched the surface. And the Timberwolves days is the first time Derrick Rose reunited with Tom Thibodeau. And for me, this game, what I saw from it is he just carved up that Phoenix offense. You know what I mean? And the Phoenix offense is one of the best in the league. They doubled him all night. He found, he found the, he made the correct path the entire night, passed the entire night. And what made what made more impressive is like there were angles from these passes that I didn't even know could be found. Like there was a particular pass where he was in the three in the corner in the three point line, doubled, happens to find Taz Gibson cutting to the hole for an easy deuce. And those are the type of plays that you like from from Derrick Rose. That you know I'm not sure other guards on this team can make. As of yet, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the way Rose was playing last night, he was kicking on all cylinders, which is which would explain why Tibbs went with him for 33 minutes yesterday. I mean, yeah. we've progressively been seeing Alfred Payton get less and less minutes, although mm-hmm. Alfred Payton did play very efficient yesterday. He went through for four from the field, you know, had your three assists, had it was a plus six in a loss. So can't really, you know, slander elf today he did what he had to do and like we said last time on the show if you can get 15 to 20 minutes out of elf and good minutes out of him you're in a good spot Derek rose just had it going today though you know 10 from 18 from the field had 22 points he had six assists he had six rebounds yeah, yeah. he was doing it all yesterday he was looking like prime Derek rose not i, I will take actually I'll, I'll i'll wean that back he's a new age Derek rose because yeah the old Derek rose would just be high flying slamming on everybody He's really matured he, his game after all the injuries and is playing a, as a more savvy point guard, you yeah. know? And just what we see, you know, on, on uh, against the team yesterday, the Phoenix Suns, right? We see what Chris Paul as a savvy point guard is doing for them. When Derrick Rose is kicking on all cylinders for us, he's doing that same, doing sim- something similar, right? Because Chris Paul just takes it to another level. But I think within the second quarter, right? I think he had like eight points, five assists, uh, four or five assists, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And... He was just doing it, man. He was finding everybody. He found Obi Toppin. He was finding Taj. He was just finding everybody in rhythm, which was what you need out of your point guard. And it really shows why we need a point guard or just a facilitator in general. I know we're getting to that area of just positionless basketball. We just need a facilitator in general who can do those same things that Derrick Rose was doing yesterday. Yeah, it's funny, too. Like, when he was getting trapped... I, I I found it funny that when he was getting trapped, he kept finding Taz Gibson. And my mind, I'm just thinking, man, that's just years of playing together where they just know <laughs> yeah, man. where they're going to be yep. at all times. Like Taz is like, oh, Derek is trapped. I'm going to go here. He's going to find me. Easy two points. And this is like, look, it's just like old times again. Just like old times again, right? But even on some other plays, the Obi Toppin pass, the bullet Obi Toppin pass full court for the easy deuce was, was really impressive to me. Um, we only had a four, four four fast break points in this game. We kind of we got blown out on the fast break. The fast breaks weren't even close. Uh, 
16 to 4 on the fast breaks in Phoenix's favor. Um, but that was a nice one. One of those nice passes he set up. And um and just just passes to the corner and 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 just the tone. When we needed a bucket, not just the passing, but when we needed a bucket, he was able to get into the tooth of the defense um and just Finished with layup after layup, contested layup, tough layups, floaters. Um, man, the evolution of his game, the new, the new improved Derrick Rose. It doesn't have to dunk everybody. It's just, it's just man. It, it's going to another level. I, I still remember because we, I've been doing the KOT show for a while with my with, with my guys, and we always talked about you know when he was with the Knicks in the first stint, stint Alex. It was all about athleticism. It was all about trying to finish through people. Um. The floaters and all that stuff was not happening on the Knicks. The Derek, the first version of Derek knows when he was with the Knicks. So that seemed to have come back a little bit later. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, well, he just can't. Was he? He was coming off an injury. He still wanted to be MVP. Derek Rose. You know, he still had that vigor in him he got traded from chicago where you know his hometown he wanted to be there still he also wanted to show the league that hey still respect me i'm still derrick rose okay i did i am one of the youngest guys to win the mvp here right. so when he came to new york it was just it was partly for himself right yeah in that first stint and then at the same time just watching him that that year like he was he, he still had numbers i mean he was averaging 18 points i think he had somewhere between four or five assists too he was still doing he still had the numbers but they were empty because it wasn't translating yeah. into a lot of wins right so when you watch derrick rose it was i i just remember watching those games and just <laughs> thinking hey he had 18 points wait how did he get 18 points exactly like he had 18 yeah points but hey he did it yeah, he averaged. He averaged 18 points. What's the first time, man? And it just makes me think, all right, Knicks was recently come out that the Knicks are 96% likely to make the playoffs, right? Oh! 96% likely. I'm, I'm filling those numbers. Um, Seeing this version of Derrick Rose, how he's in playoff mode, he's going to be very important during this playoff run, man. He's going to be a, a key cog, a key cog. So it's nice to see him step up at this point. I know it's going to carry on during the um the, the postseason and we're gonna need him and we're gonna need him to to motivate these young cats like he's been doing and just kind of keep everybody in line because he's the one on his team him and Taz really like who's been there you know what I mean? who else has really been there really you know mm-hmm. like him Taj Burks but like the main cogs Randall's gonna be Randall's first time you know yeah, uh, a bunch of rookies. It might be a lot of Derrick Rose in the playoffs. I'm expecting a lot of Derrick Rose in the playoffs. And that's, you know, we're starting to see Tibbs get down to that nine-man rotation, right? Maybe it's because Alec Burks is out and he doesn't really trust Frank, Knox, and anyone else to play that, that many substantial minutes because yeah. he wants to keep these games close and he wants to win because he knows it's not a lock for the fourth seed, right? Uh, not the, Yeah, for the for the fourth spot in the, in the playoffs right now. So he's trying to win as many games as possible to lock that game, to lock that up. Uh, I think we'd still need Burks. I think we're still going to see a 10 man rotation Absolutely. once he gets back. And, you know, I think we're, we're seeing the, the impact of not having Burks here too, because Derek Rose, even though he played 33 minutes last night, you started to see that wall coming at the end of the third, going into the fourth quarter where he was just starting to force shots like Julius Randall, where, right. 
this Knicks team starts to do that late in games where you can see they're starting to get gassed. They're they're It's getting into crunch time. They're trying to get their buckets. And it goes from ball movement, which works really well for them, to going into isolation. And Derrick Rose was doing that at the end. He was chucking up some shots. And, you know, he had some he had that poor pass at the end of the game trying to get to Julius Randle from the inbounds. Yeah. And then it was just a turnover uh, and gave Phoenix the win. But we're going to need we're, we're going to need Burks back to run a little bit of point because it's going to be 25 to 27 minutes. We're going to need from Derrick Rose. Yeah. So he's going to have to figure out how to maintain those minutes. So that way Derrick Rose can close for us and be super effective rather than um, what is it? I guess, you know, get to that, just use all of his energy and then just start to fade away once the third and fourth quarter comes around. Yeah, you know, and to his point, I'm not like I, I gotta say this too. He Rose faded, but not really in my eyes. He hit some clutch shots in that fourth quarter. He had a couple of clutch shots in the fourth quarter. I mean, despite the he did have the turnover, and so did Reggie Bullock, who he went back to fourth quarter. Bullock, man, with the turnovers in the last minutes. But Derek Rose was kind of he was one of the few people who was actually scoring in that fourth quarter for us. But I do understand mm-hmm. what you mean with with um having another closer like Alec Burks at the end. Because um, you know, Reggie Bullock kind of ran out of the gas a little bit as well. And uh, you know what? I mean, let me get to Reggie Bullock for next, right? Because Reggie Bullock is an interesting guy because a lot of Knicks fans wanted him out, including me, during the beginning of the season. Once he got to the halfway mark of the season, he started to show out a little bit more. Um Listen, he at this point of the season, he is tied for third. Tied for third in the entire NBA for three-pointers made in April. <laughs> That's insane. That's that bonkers. So, you know who's in front of him? You know who's Ooh. in front? Steph Curry. Bogdanovich. And he's tied with Duncan Robinson. Hmm. And we know we're talking about oh we need these Duncan Robinsons we need these we need these three point snipers we have one right now man he he's going back to Detroit days where he was averaging like forty four percent from three I think he was like second in field goal percentage he's getting back to that and it's probably because the injuries is, is starting to really subside and he's um starting to get into rhythm now the beginning of this game Bullock. Um, I felt like when you talk about shooters, right? What's what's what is valuable when it comes to three point shooters? It's not just stationary shooters, right? It's movement shooters. To me, mm-hmm. when I saw Bullock play today, uh, yesterday, to me, this was the most movement I've seen Reggie actually pull off. Like I've I haven't really seen him run his his like real curl plays real little routes running at full speed like he did yesterday and that's what the Duncan Robinsons of the world do that's what these top shooters of the world does and I don't know if they were working on that you know in, in practice but it seems like the, it's, to me it looked like it did and I think that's exactly why he got to the fast start I felt like he was in perpetual motion whether it was from three whether it was finding himself finding whether they were finding him in the lane and I felt like it was a huge difference between the first and second half um and also there was a key moment where he got a, a ticky. He got a foul in that first quarter when he was going off. He scored 12 points in the first quarter. He got a foul. He fouled um he fouled uh Booker 
But was it a foul? Really? You know, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to come out and say no. And that really changed the entire game because, I, look, I know I know Reggie isn't a lockdown defender and Devin Booker is going to get his points. There's no one that's going to stop Devin Booker and really limit him to getting under 20 points. If you can maintain to Devin Booker between 28 to 33 points, which he did yesterday, 33 points, you're in that ballgame. It's everyone else that you have to calm down. Right. Right. So I think that that changed the entire game because you saw Reggie couldn't get into the entire flow of the game. Once he got two fouls, came right. out with like three minutes left in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. And then he's just racking up all these fouls. And he even got, he, he, he was close to fouling out. And so that changed the entire dynamic it of did. the game. And once he got that fifth foul, you know, he wasn't playing the defense. He wasn't being as tenacious. You know, he had a steal. He was just deflecting. He was in everybody's face. That's the one thing. Cause I was with you, JLS. I started off this season hounding Reggie Bullock because mm -hmm. he wasn't shooting. I didn't see where the defense was, but you know what? Probably because he didn't have enough of an off season. He's coming back from injury, as you said, from last season, what was it neck or, or back somewhere around there. And now we're starting to see him post all-star right. in the full form that we're supposed to be getting from him. And it's just been awesome. You know, from the, ten, from these 10 games, he's been shooting 42 close to it's, Pretty much 43% from three, and he's shooting damn near 50% from oh. the field. Yeah, he's, he's so, shooting 41% this season in general. Yeah. it's That's where you want him, and he's legit become our 3 and D guy. So I'm with you that he's turned around. This is this type of stuff that he was doing. And to add on, yeah, he's, you see him coming from doing the curls from uh, from the corner. Right. The threes, whether getting his two, whether it's going in for a mid range, whether it's getting, you know, to the top of the key dead on. He had some dead right. on three point shots yesterday, which he usually doesn't do. He usually stays around from like above the break or going into the corner. Exactly. And he was just he was just full form Reggie Bullock yesterday. And we're going to need him going into the playoffs. But definitely the foul getting back to the foul call. I didn't think that was a foul. I think I think they were really the refs have just been. Very interesting this season. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm being polite about it. I'm being yeah. very polite about it because I can go on on it. But I, I didn't think that was a really – that and second it, foul call in the first was not really a foul call. Yeah, and it's also like they, due to the school the school of, you know, the school of freaking um, Chris Paul drawing fouls and complaining working the rest, man. That, that definitely happened as well. But to, to your point, man, like I need Reggie to keep that same energy. I need him to run as hard as he did – Yesterday, every game, because I feel like that's going to be the missing piece. Every successful NBA team who has, has a three-point sniper doesn't just have a guy who can sit in the in a pocket and shoot threes, but he moves. He moves, and he redirects, and he gets open shots, and he runs routes hard. That's why I even like Dotson. When I was always screaming free dot all the time, I really love Dotson just because I just loved how hard he ran those three-point those three point routes. And even though, you know... That's what we need from Reggie. That's, that's that's what we need moving forward. Now, as far as a tactical standpoint goes from, right? For me, I know looking at Devin Booker's game, Devin Booker draws fouls. That's what he does. He's one of the top foul drawers in the NBA. I I know Taj didn't, I mean Taj. I know Tom. I feel like Tom might, I might have challenged it, man. That foul that got him out, that second foul in the first quarter, I know we were up 20. I might have challenged that foul knowing who, Booker is and how often he draws fouls, even though we're up so much. I think I would have challenged it, man, because at that point, 
the momentum that Reggie had and the amount of defense that we is required to play Booker for the whole 48 minutes, I felt like it might I felt like dang, this might change the complexion of the game. And damn it if I wasn't right, because he got that third foul really quickly in the third quarter, and then the third I mean in the second quarter, and the third quarter he was just out of the flow completely, you know? <laughs> yeah, and that's where, you know, this game wasn't lost because of foul calls like we could have we could have easily won this game down the stretch we just had some miscommunication miss like misplays and we had two passes inbound passes that went out of bounds Bullock to rj and then you had d right rose right to julius randall and then you know we had a a faulty uh sh- possession when we could we couldn't get a shot up and it's just sometimes how the cookie crumbles and at the same time, you have Chris Paul doing Chris Paul things. He had Chris, three really good shots to end the game. But definitely, definitely, Reggie Bullock was out of rhythm. He didn't have that same defensive intensity after he picked up his third foul, as you mentioned, in the second quarter. He was missing part. He missed part of the game because he got a, another one uh, in the first quarter. And then once he got the fifth foul in the fourth, you, yeah. you, you don't want him to foul out. Because you don't want to foul out. Right. He was just doing work yesterday. I mean, he was legit the three-point shooter that we needed and that we've been asking from him this this season. He went. He had 17 points. He went four from eight from three. He went six from 11 from the field. Right. And, you know. So. And and that's when you miss Burks. That's this is that's when you miss Alec Burks. This, yes. this is this is when you mix Alec Burks, a guy who can hit that clutch three, because also he missed some uh, really good open shots last night. But uh, Alec Burks is kind of like a microwave in, in that regard, y'all. I come, yeah. I call him Alex Buckets too. Yeah, Alex Buckets he would have been really loved him yesterday, for real. For real. <laughs> anyway, salute for to the sure. yeah, salute to the chat. I have a lot more to say about this game, a lot more nice things I want to point out. Um, but I see some people who's in the chat, man. They looking to call in, so I'm gonna bring you guys in, right? But before I bring you in, I'm gonna just salute to the chat real quick. Shout out to the people in the chat. Shout out to Jason Jameson. Hey, yo, pal. Junior Karoma, who's here early. Shout out to Fritz, who's always holding down. Shout out to Jay Boogie, I saw in the chat. Shout out to Ip Nucky Fresh is in the building. Shout out to Tom Don. And everybody else is rocking the KOT show, all right? Oh, yeah, shout out to, I see you, Illa. Shout out to Illa over here, too, and Ricardo Custer, all right? Shout out to you guys. You guys over here talking about a Knicks loss. That don't happen. People, people, when it's popping, when you're winning, everybody's in the chat. Y'all here for the Knicks loss and watching us break it down and... Um, we're going to do you justice, all right? We're going to give you some nice breakdowns. We're going to interact with these people, man, and have some fun, man. So I see you call a Kareem Grant. Kareem Grant. I see you in the... Ch- I see you... Kareem. Kareem. Yeah, so I just I just grabbed Kareem. You know, just, yeah, hit that KOT live button, Kareem, a couple of times. And make sure you turn down the volume in the background. Absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she'd be able to talk. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, because Kareem. Okay, where did Kareem go? All right, Kareem. All right, Kareem. Kareem is not, I'm not sure exactly sure what happens to Kareem, but Kareem, come back. I think you disconnected by accident. <laughs> 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 that is fine, but while we're waiting, Kareem, I see Jay Boogie. The preacher is in the chat. Jay Boogie was actually at the game. I actually saw him. So, all right, let me bring Jay Boogie in here real quick. Okay, Jay Boogie, you in the chat right now. All you got to do is hit that KOT live button a couple of times. And you're good to go. You should be able to hear me clearly. All right. 
Can you hear me, Jay Boogie? Yo. Yo, what's going on, Jay Boogie? You hear me? Jay Boogie, you hear us? Hello? Yeah. Yo, what's going on, Jay Boogie? You live. Salute, salute, salute. How you doing, my king? Salute, salute. Yeah, yeah. Yo, Jay Boogie, hit the KOT live. You see where it says KOT live? Just hit that a couple of times and you'll be able to hear us better. All right. All right, all right. While we're waiting on Jay Boogie, we going to salute to everybody in the chat. Yo, shout out to Andrew. I see you in the chat. Shout out to Stanley Mann. Shout out to Ernest Jeter as well. And Kerry Cox. Yo, Alex is in the chat. I see you, Alex, in the chat, rocking with the <laughs> Knicks Nation in the chat room, man. <laughs> That's right. Hey, uh, Jay, I think I think Fritz is telling you that uh, you're, not, you're not live in the Discord, are you? I'm not live in the Discord. Yeah. I should be live. And it says I'm live, though. Okay. I don't think you're live in Discord. Okay. Let's hold on. Jay Boogie, you hear me? You know what? I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try Kareem one more time. Hold on a second. Sorry, guys. It's, it's gonna be one. Of, it's one of these nights. <laughs> it happens. Happens. It happens. Happens. It's one of these nights. Let's try this one more time. All right, Kareem, I just dropped you in the chat. What's going on, Kareem? Hey, hey. What's, what's good, sir? Hey, man. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not sure what happened there, but it seemed like it's working right now. Sorry, so Jay Boogie. Good. Come back, Jay Boogie, when you can. Not sure what happened um, there. Well, uh, about the game last night, it, it was, there was some positives that, you know, that I saw. Um, for one, let's, let's talk about that the Hawks was. And um, exactly, and Miami, Miami lost, so it's kind of a reset for us. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> good time. And, and the Hawks yeah. lost to the Pistons, of all people, as well. I know, right? That's crazy, but I'll take it. That's all right. <laughs> we got Chicago, so that's that's a gimme game for us. So hopefully, you know, we you know, uh, pull ourselves together after last night. But I mean, we went against a uh, what a number two team and in the league and absolutely you know so we only lost by eight points you know what i mean so that's not a that's not a bad thing at all that just showed that we improved a lot you know and i mean all goes back to we're not supposed to be here in the first place exactly you know so i i say that we overachieved and you know like i said we still have uh you know some money on the side to play with so we, we're doing good you know i mean we have our little kinks last night but you know I can't I can't talk about Randall because he's entitled to have, you know, his bad his bad game after yeah. 
30 plus uh, points he's been having every other game. So I can't even knock him on that. But, you know, it's the first game, and hopefully in, uh, you know, the Knicks first Phoenix part two, you know, we come back and, you know, saying get on the take on medicine, you know. And hopefully Burke be back. I, I don't know what's the, the status on him. But, yeah, he. I think you said that Burke is a, is a microwave, but I think all of them are microwave, really, because it's, it's always hard in the first quarter, you know, and then the third quarter they shut down. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's like a curse thing, but. I mean, they all strictly shoot. Let's be real, but mm-hmm. like I said, I I commend them for you know for uh, you know playing hard last, last night. They they really showed that they they ended the winning. You know, absolutely. I, I them. Absolutely. So I, that's why I think that they they overachieved, and that and I think they improved a lot. I agree with you. I agree with you. One hundred percent. Yeah, man. Yo, thanks for calling, man. Thanks for calling. Thanks for. All right, my brothers, take it easy. Yeah, man, take it easy. Take Have it a easy. Good one. Got finally got Kareem in here, man. Finally got Kareem in there. Now we're gonna be cooking with grease. I'm cooking with grease now. I'm cooking with grease now. But to his point, man, listen. You're cooking with gas. Yeah, yeah, we're cooking with gas, grease, everything. All that, all that, all together. To his point, man, listen. Julius Renner had an off night. He had an off mm-hmm. night. Um hit he still hit a couple of important buckets, but overall he had an off night. That mid-range game that was a staple for of his this whole season, it was a little bit off. And you know what? A lot of times when he was doubled, he made the right play most of the time. I'm almost, no, he made the right play all the time, pretty much. But I, I do feel like, you know, one-on-one coverage, it was Julius Randle versus Cam. Cam is a pretty good individual fan, uh, defender, right? But even so, I still feel like Julius Randle was still able to use his size, bump him off his spot, be able to pull up for some nice clean looks from the mid range, and he just was he just missed him. <laughs> he just missed yeah. him. And, Tonight, yeah. yesterday was just one of those nights for Julius Randle. I mean, as the call as the caller said, and it was a really good call. You know, Julius Randle's going to have off nights. Your best player is going to have off nights, and. Unfortunately, both of our top two players had off nights in Louis Randall and R.J. Barrett. I think they had somewhere between 32 to 35 points in total between right. both of them. Yeah. And you're not that's not going to be the same. It's not going to happen most nights, especially from Julius. And we know he can bounce back. We've seen him bounce back before. We've seen him after the All-Star game that he can bounce back. So, unfortunately, it, it came at the wrong time. We're, we're heating up. But if forget losing, like at the end of a nine-game uh, win streak. We went nine out of ten. We won nine games out of ten these last oh. ten games, and we went toe to toe with, like I said at the beginning, second best team in the West, second best team in the NBA. We mm-hmm. lost by eight points, but we were right there up until the end. So, yeah, we could have gone either way. And then the next, we'll see what happens the next time while we're out in Phoenix during that West Coast trip. You yeah. know. Yeah, man, the difference was really closer. Man, they had Chris Paul closing for us, and you know what, Julius Randle, he's not. A closer as of yet he's had closer moments yeah he's had closer moments but he's growing into that role he's growing into that role even yesterday like he's hit some big shots for us you know what i mean but sometimes it's, it's sometimes it's tough to be a closer from the power forward position um sometimes you know but uh it's it's, it's but he's still managed to do that a lot of the times closing from the power forward position you know yeah absolutely i mean julius isn't you know, he goes back to that ISO game, which I talk, we, I talked about. Is I just don't, it, it doesn't work towards the end. You got to keep the ball moving going. And I know, when it comes down to the last shot, you'd rather have 
someone just ISO and make sure they can get a shot off than try to swing the ball around and find somebody. I, I totally get that. But throughout most of the fourth quarter, they should be working the ball around, trying to get it. And we saw at the beginning of the fourth quarter, all right, Julius, you go. All right, D Rose, you go. All right, right. RJ, you go. And we can't we can't keep doing that. That's not going to work in the playoffs. But the thing that I, the thing that also needs to be mentioned yesterday, though, is that Julius was getting double teamed and wasn't looking comfortable when he was getting double teamed yesterday. And through this, through the nine games that we won, he wasn't really getting double teamed like that, where it was throughout the entire game, right? You'd right. see double team come over and he passed it out. No, they were as soon as he as soon as he touched the ball, he was getting double teamed instantly yeah. most of the game. And he's gonna have to learn to adjust to that. And I think it was a good, it's a good learning, it's a good teachable moment. You know, we talked about this on uh KFT yesterday. This is a good teachable moment for this team because in the playoffs is gonna slow down. Julie's gonna see a lot more double teams than he has for most of the season. And he's going to have to learn how to adjust to it and figure out how to get everyone else involved. And everyone else has to learn how to get involved. I because think, yes. You're not going to be able to rely on that type of style of game where it's, all right, Julius, you can carry us all the way. You know, and, everyone's got to learn how to play team basketball. That's just who we are at this moment. Yeah, and to, to expand, expand on that point, too, about the double teams, like there's two parts of, of, of you know, executing your offense when you're being double teamed, right? First, it's the guy who's being double teamed has to make the right pass and the right read. Second, the teammates around them have to move to the open spots and be able to move move without the ball, create passing angles so the guy can, you know, cr- you know, deliver the pass at certain points. And they've done that um, in spots yesterday. I feel like Derrick Rose cut into the middle for some easy layups. Um, and I, I do feel like he's he found quickly for an open three a few times off double teams as well. But I, as long as the spacing and the off-ball movement is good, I think we'll be fine um, on in that area. And we just have to work on it, especially when it gets to these teams like the Spurs because Spurs is another team that's coming up that really double-teamed Julius um, a lot, and he wasn't able to figure it out. So this game is a nice little precursor to, to the Spurs game to see if it can fill look at the tape, um, adjust, and see what they learn going forward when it comes to you know, playing that Spurs, playing those Spurs defense, all right? Because it's going to be the second time doing, seeing that type of double teaming um, um, scheme, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's only going to help Julius get better from this too as a player. So these are this, we're exceeding expectations. The fact that yeah. we even have a player that's worth getting double teamed is amazing in itself. It's amazing <laughs> yeah, in itself. So he'll learn. He'll watch the tape. Tibbs will break it down with him because that's what Tibbs does. He's just locked up in a film room, just breaking everything right. down. No sleep, team sleep, no girl, just just the tape. <laughs> just the tape. So I, I'm, I don't need to be married. I'm married to the game. I got my video room and that's all I need, all right? Screw that. Oh my Screw relationships. <laughs> it's basketball. So, ball is life, all right? Ball is life. That's ball, a fact. Ball is life, all right? There we go. <laughs> but... Julius is just going to learn from this. That's all. That's all I can say out of this. And we'll see how that translates next game and the next big matchup. You know, mm-hmm. we played the Bulls this week. Who we got? Who do we have later this week? I know we got the Bulls. Oh, is the gauntlet coming? Is the gauntlet is coming? It's going to be the Bulls. I know the gauntlet is coming up really quick. I know we got Bulls, the Bulls Rockets, week. Memphis, that's Clippers, Lakers, yeah, Spurs. That, these next two games. Must Rockets, wins. Bulls, we should must, must wins, wins because must wins. 
after that yeah realistically we have 10 games left i'm hoping we win five and five i'm hoping we go five and five because the, the, i'm looking at the grizzlies rockets bulls um celtics at the celtics and charlotte at the end as the five that mm. we need to have <laughs> like we have to win those <laughs> Because then that we Boston got the game is going to be very interesting. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we're going to be playing for that. Might be playing for something, so seeding for play-ins that that could be that can be a really interesting game at the end of the season. But um, yeah, and then we have the Clippers and the Lakers. Um, if we could win something that we're not supposed to win, that'd be all amazing too. I would like that as well. But you know, yeah, I I only bring up the I only bring up Boston because right now we're splitting the series one one, mm-hmm. and if we're tied. You know, say if we're four and five and we got uh, we got a record that, you know, it, it's we're going to be tied at the end of the season and we're going to determine who has home court advantage. That's no, the only yeah. reason I'm saying. Yeah, it's going to be that game's going to be very interesting. That's like a big game. You can avoid the we might that might be, you know, a game that avoids the play in for us. That's what I'm saying. That's for both mm-hmm. of us. That can be a huge game, huge, huge game. That's Boston game for real. And even the. This Charlotte game might be. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We will see. But I, I'm hoping we go five and five, bare minimum. Bare minimum. All right. Yep. Now salute. I'm, I'm gonna try to bring um Jay Boogie back in here once again. Hopefully everything is fixed at this point. All right. All right. Let's try it out. Okay, Jay Boogie, you are now in the live room. Hit that KOT live. Where you say it's KOT live, hit that a couple of times. You should be able to hear me. Yeah, I hear you. Uh-huh. And then also, if you, if you want to hear Alex too, hit the uh, join stream. Or wherever you see Alex's face, hit that, and you'll be good to go. All right? What's going on, Jay Boogie? All right, all right. You still there, Jay? Yeah, I'm still here. All right, cool, cool, man. Everybody already knows you. So what's your, your what's your comment or your observations today, Jay Boogie? Salute, salute, salute. First, let me shout out my man, JL. What? What's up? What's up? What's up? But y'all, salute. Oh, you're breaking up a little bit. Breaking up a little bit, Jay, but I can't really hear you right now. Can you hear me, Jay Boogie? Are you still trying to figure your stuff out? You gonna wait on? You gonna you might have to wait on Mr. Bugs. <laughs> I know everybody's waiting for the sermon. It's like Jay Boogie. We're waiting, man. I'm waiting. Come <laughs> <on>. <laughs> the preacher man. He was at the game. I want to hear all about it. Yeah, I want to hear the old. I want to hear the inside scoop, man. Cause I know he was there with Chuck and them guys. I know he was there with the energy. I know it was wild over there. <laughs> I oh my god. All right. You know what? All right. One more time, Jay Boogie. I'm gonna try to get Iller in here. She's still having technical difficulties. 
Fritz work with J Boogie. Let me know how it's sounding when you with when you with um. All right, all right. Sorry, sir. Iller. Hey, Illa, you are now in the live room. Hit that KOT live button a few times and hit that just stream. That stream button, you should be good to go, all right? Can you hear me, Illa? Uh, Yeah, one sec. All right, now, yeah, you sound crisp, crystal clear, all right? Crispy. <laughs> Crispy. Okay, you live. All right, I don't know if you can hear me now. I can hear you perfectly, sir. We can hear you. We can hear you. What's going on? All right, Noah? are we on the air? Yes, we are. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Sorry, bro. This Discord thing's a little complicated, so, you know, I'm like multitasking here, so. <laughs> oh, good, man, man. Let them know where you're from. If they don't know where you're from, already. let them know where you're from. All right, man. This is Iller from Toronto, Canada. I think everybody knows where I'm from. <laughs> yeah, everybody already knows. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yo, so anyways, the uh, the reason I called in is uh, because I wanted to talk about Simi. You know, he got signed to a two-way contract, man. I know not too many people know about him. All right. That's right. That's right. That's right. He did get signed yeah, to a two-way contract. The, the Knicks have been making little quiet moves on the, on the, on, under the radar. Between Simi and and um, and um, yo Miles Powell, Miles, thank you, thank you, go Miles and Powell, Jared Harper, mm, and Jared Harper. Right, right, yeah. So like uh, the thing about Simi is uh, uh, interesting. Like he played on a horrible 2019 v Vanderbilt team. Mm -hmm. uh, I, th I think they went like nine and 23 or something that season, and. Uh, you know, he's an interesting player. You know, nothing fancy, you know. Uh, oh, he was part of the uh, Canada Under-16 national team uh, where they won, like, a silver medal in okay. 2015. Okay, okay. Give us the yeah, Canada yeah. facts. Oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's a Burlington native, man. Yeah, yeah. He's not too far from me, man, where he's from. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a big dude, man. He's, like, 6'10", 240 pounds. Uh, he moves his feet, you know, like, well. Uh, runs the floor. He's... He's pretty physical. Uh, I remember in the G League, all his shots were, like, inside the paint. Uh, he won't shoot, like, threes or mid-range shots. Uh, he's good on, like, offensive, like, rebound. And uh, he'll do, like, he'll do all the little things, you know, like like set screens and, and right. uh, you know, things like that. You know, I just hope Tibbs will, like, utilize him and, uh, you know, see what he has to offer. Uh, not much of a resume, you know, just a guy trying to break the ro break in the roster, you know, within the NBA. And I just wanted to get your guys' uh, input on him. Uh, so, I mean, well, for me, I don't know anybody we get right now on the Knicks from the G League or the 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th guy is kind of going to be like a super situational player. And really, I'm not, I feel like this is um, more maybe like of a long-term development next year type of move or even just a move just in case like COVID protocol happens or right injury like I don't expect him to really even see the floor this year especially considering this is the end of the year we're getting to playoff mode you know we have um it's a nine-man rotation right now Frank hasn't seen seen burn Knox hasn't seen burn 
um, no rappel hardly seen burn except for you know situational yeah. minutes. So I don't really expect him to to get crack any crack the rotation, but I just feel like it's it's more of like a long term thing. You know, we we have our projects like the Raptors or the other teams where we're just gonna you know develop these guys, have them work with Kenny Payne, and then over time we'll see where he lands. You know, um, and again, like you said, the guys like two hundred and forty. We need some we need some solid guys to play some bigger guys here so that could be a, a thought process as well yeah yeah definitely i uh, i agree on that so you know like i said I, I got a chance to watch him at westchester with my boy iggy mm-hmm. uh the g, g league uh, legend <laughs> there you go and, uh, yeah man so uh you know i just uh, i'd like to see him get at least you know a few minutes whether it's like garbage time or whatever just uh you know just to get a feel for the you know for the floor and stuff like that and see how it pans out for him and uh yeah man so that's all i wanted to call in and see you know you guys intake on simi all right cool Dale. thanks man thanks for calling thanks for the for the uh the 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 canada firsthand info man yeah anytime bro but listen jay ellis and, and alex man listen man god willing next year when everything cools off with this pandemic you guys got to come up here to toronto go to a knicks game you know what i mean when they're in town we'll do it up man shoot i'm with it man i'm i'm down man I've it's a good toronto atmosphere bro you guys will love it man you guys are more than welcome to come man thanks yo, for having me i know probably yo, listen man, i want to play some ball alex. I, I know alex plays ball i know alex plays ball oh. i'm i want to <laughs> I work at the Athlete Institute, so we can play all the ball you want, bro. Yo, I need to get a pickup <laughs> oh, game going. That's dude, what it, it's done. It's done. I need a pick. <laughs> I need to get a pickup game going. I haven't actually played ball since COVID started. I need to get a pickup game going. That is my next uh, order of business. I haven't played ball in a year, and I'm fiending, fiending. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, Jay. Anytime, guys, man. Anytime. All right, man. Later, Ella. All right. Later, thanks Ella. for having me. Good night, guys. Stay safe. All right. Yo, yo, salute, yo, salute to Illa, man. Thanks for coming in. Um, yo, Jay Boogie, listen, man. If you want to call in, Jay Boogie, do it the old-fashioned way. You know how to do it. Just call, and I'll pick up. All right. Use the, use <laughs> you use the Jay Boogie Express line. I will pick up for Jay Boogie. Nobody else. All right. <laughs> use use the Jay Boogie VIP pass. <laughs> oh man. But uh. <laughs> I guess to, I guess if we want to talk more about Simi, I got to I got to watch a little bit of Simi. He's a, he's a, your prototypical big. I like I like I like his game. Um, I mean, the thing is, just he just played in Westchester. You know, it's just a different level of competition when you're going from the G League up to uh, up to the Shut NBA. You got to you got to work your way in. But I, I I would like to see I, I'm with Iller. I'd like to see him get some minutes just because of his size. He's 6'10", 240 pounds. That's a big boy. We, yeah, we can a, use some big boys on yeah, this team. Yeah, we so. don't have a lot of big boys on this team for real. We don't have a lot of those. Yeah, and he played well. He played well in Westchester. He was averaging close to 15 points. You know, he's getting you, he's getting you 10 rebounds a game. As he, as Iller said, he's good on the offensive glass and. I don't know how the, the issue is like, how does that translate? Like we've seen guys from the G league do well. Like we've seen Danny green, right. We've seen Seth Curry come up and perform very well in the G league. Right. You know, it just takes time and giving that opportunity. So they gave him the two way contract, if I remember correctly. So he will get some practice time with the big league if he's here uh, next season. So that'll be his time to shine showing tips, what he can do in practice. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay, I just got word that Jay Boogie says he's gonna call it back, but he's on the road. All right. Ah. 
Okay. All right. So Sal's here. Shout out to Jay Boogie. Waiting Jay Boogie's call. All right. I saw somebody else was in the line, but I guess he decided to get off the line. But salute to the chat, man. Salute to everybody who's rocking with us on the KOT show so far. Yo, I have more people to talk about, man. I don't want to talk about somebody fun. All right. Who's that? I want to talk about quickly. Okay. I want I want to talk about quickly because quickly, people keep telling me quickly can't pass. <laughs> people keep telling me he's not a point guard and he can't pass and and, and, and listen, man. I get it. He's a sniper. He made some incredible shots yesterday, right? Like, the shot that he made from Broadway, two feet, three feet behind the three-point line. Oh! Beautiful, right? Beautiful, right? He's always going to have that in his bag. He, he did that. He did, his, he did his classic quickly stuff. He did that. He did his floater. Game was great. But the thing I appreciated about quickly, once again, is he is diversifying his game. And if you're not paying attention, you'll miss it. You'll miss it because he had four assists yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. He had four assists. First of all, let me read off his stats real quick. Quickly had quickly had um, 11 points and four seven from the field, four assists. And the way he got his assists, right? First of all, first of all, he's starting to spot the mismatches quicker on breaks. He, he fed Obi Toppin for a nice little assist on a post up quickly um the pass the alley oop pass to derrick rose in the fourth quarter was beautiful as well off a pass and also he's getting used to being pressed in double teams it was a play where usually when you see him going into the lane he's preparing for his floater you'll see two people come at him and he's kind of confused what to do this what i saw yesterday was he kind of veered off from the double team and forced both people to kind of chase him a little bit and just lobbed it up to Obi for an alley-oop. And it worked beautifully. And it's like, it's not, it's not super, you know, super high level point guard stuff, but it's stuff that he wasn't doing even two weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah. I think, what was it? Who was it? Someone I was listening to. I was, I forget where, Oh, I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast. Mm-hmm. And they had what uh, Kyle J. Mann on there. And he's a big Kentucky guy. Uh, he watched quickly. And he's actually not surprised by how fast quickly he's developed his game to the NBA. Because when he watched quickly play at Kentucky, he said the thing that you can tell from quickly from, from his two seasons there is A, he's a quick learner. He can do and adapt to the game really quickly. He, he's just – he's a sponge. Right. He just – he just warns the game at a fast pace and then practices it and knows how to implement it within a short time span, which is what's so amazing about him, right? And when you start seeing him passing like this, it's encouraging because, hey, we need more guys who can start passing, getting guys open looks and so forth like that. And well, I think you're referencing that athletic article that said he's not really a true passer, right, or, or something along those lines. Yeah, I'm not even rec- um, I'm not even referencing athletic article. I'm just referencing people. <laughs> I'm just referencing just people in general who kind of just wrote him off already. I'm like, I know he's a good, I know he, I know he's good off ball, but I think people has, I think people have wrote him off as a guy who can be a lead guard already. Is what I'm saying. Okay, so I think. You know, he has a very high ceiling. And I said this to you last time, like, 
we've seen him go struggle even when we had his tiny rookie wall, mm-hmm. right? He has those games where he's on and then he's just off. And it doesn't mean he's not going to be a good player. This is just me. Uh, we I, we just see the ceiling from what he's going to be. Right. I think it's just encouraging to start and see these type of passes from him. I mean, they're simple. They're simple reads. The question is, can he do the advanced reads at, like what Derek Rose does and knowing how to kick it out and swing it around at, at a fast pace, right? But he, he's getting there. He's starting to make the progress on doing something like that. I don't know if he's necessarily the point guard of the future. If he is, that's a big right. one for us. But we know what we know what he need we need on this team right now, which is good shooting, which he provides. Mm-hmm. He's quick and the thing, but the thing, and he's quick, right? He's quick. He's making good quick passes too. Good touch passes. We've seen him do it before. Things that we need to get more out of him, which he's actually starting to do too, which is just drive to the basket. He's actually going in for yes. Oil which is yes. that's another aspect of his game that we need to see. He's starting to do that. You're starting to see more of the passes from him. He's starting to add more to this game as the season's coming to an end, which is very encouraging. And I can't wait to see what he has when he has a true full offseason, mm-hmm. true and full NBA offseason. And he puts on a little bit more weight, gets us to, to get more strength, and then see what he adds to his game next season. But you can see that the signs are there that he's improving as a player. Yeah, he's become a way, way more less predictable. And like you said, yes. like the first time I saw him kind of actually try to, you know, convert conventionally where he's going in somebody's chest, was probably like a week and a half ago. I saw him do it again yesterday. I even saw him some there's some passes that he created that were like, I forgot who he passed to that was wide open for three. He just missed it. But um, was it? It might have been Bullock. He, he also tried. He, he didn't. I felt like he could have had six assists yesterday easily. Um, and there was a pass he made to RJ that might have been a little off, but it was the right idea. Just, just in general, he's just been quicker with the reads. Mm-hmm. In general, he's been quick with the reads. And yesterday was even more important that he was quicker with the reads because those guys were pressing at every second they got on the defensive end. They were doubling. They were they were forcing you into spots. So you you were forced to make quicker decisions. And I was very happy on um, how quickly, no pun intended, um, <laughs> kept reading the situation um, at a high, like quick rate and just making quick decisions. Man, there's no way to get out of this quick stuff, huh? <laughs> and no, consistently, all, and, and just consistently made the right play. Yeah, and you know, I said it last time on your show that he has a limited package, and I still think he does have a limited package. He's just adding on to it. It's not super diverse yet, but it's encouraging, like I said, to start seeing him take it to the lane, starting to get, you know, starting to do more kickouts, driving kicks. That's that's stuff that he's going to need to do to improve as an NBA player. Absolutely. I don't, and I don't know if it's a Derrick Rose effect that's happening because I see because Derrick Rose has been doing it more. Or if it's a point of contention within the practice, because even um, Alfred Payton yesterday was doing like I've seen Alfred Payton picks his spots way better yesterday. Like the the probably the most I've seen him in a long time. I think I've seen him pick his spots good like maybe two or three times this whole season. Yesterday was one of those where he really mixed it up between going through the hole and kicking them out. Um, he, he found RJ for a corner three, which is amazing because he never he really never passes to RJ for the corner. And he, he uses hesitation well um, to, to create a few layups. And um, even, you know, didn't force things up. Like, even the four fast break points we had, I think one of them was when he um, he forced the action and passed it back to the well for a dunk that, that led to, like, a 15-5 to five lead that caused the 
the Phoenix Suns to call a timeout. So he's been playing well. Even in third quarter, Elf, man, when we needed a bucket in the third quarter, I felt like he made the correct play and some the correct buckets yesterday. So he didn't score a lot, yeah. but it was probably one of the, you know, the best 15 minute spurts he's had so far. Absolutely. Like I said, like I said earlier, he was very efficient yesterday. And so slander towards him, it was not, is not warranted. He played a really good game. Um, you know, but I think for Elf, we got to see this more consistently. It's not just one game. Like he does this all the time where I have like one, two good games and then other bad games or average to below average games. Right. And we need to see him be more consistent. Hopefully it's a step. It's always, hopefully it's a step in the right direction for him. And, you know, last night he did what he had to do. Let's see if he could do it again against the Chicago Bulls on Wednesday. Yeah, it's goal six. Six Trey says Peyton did a couple of D-Rose moves, the Hezzy yesterday. I agree with you, man. I've yeah. definitely seen that Hezzy work on it in like a few times. And D-Rose definitely does that Hezzy in traffic a lot. A lot. And and when you have that quick pull-up floater like D-Rose has, that Hezzy can really uh, create space for you in, in, in certain situations. So yeah, I, yeah, Elver Bay, man. I, I I talk trash a lot. I talk trash about him a lot on the program, but you know, listen, when he plays good, you gotta give him his props. You gotta give him his props. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. Um, and yeah, Ob too, man. Listen, Ob, Ob, incremental development. Increment. Ob's rebounding. I think he's found like a niche. I think he found his way to affect the game without getting plays called for him yeah i mean it's coming back to that transition for him right he was the focal point at dayton he was you know I was, i'm doing a little bit of research on him he was he had 28 percent usage rate the next player behind him had 20 mm. you know he was averaging 20 points a game at dayton he was getting used a lot and he's he's dropped dramatically um pretty sure it's not even in like the t- uh, pretty sure it's not even 10 i have to look it back up but obi it's good to see they starting to figure out a role. You know, he didn't have that offseason. He got injured. It, it, it's taking time for him to come together and figure out what his role on this team should be. And as you point out, Jalis, it's being a rebounder at this point. Yeah. Getting points. Let that be secondary right now. What we need from you is to box out, get the boards, prevent uh, the opposing team from getting an offensive rebound, and let's get the possession because that's how we were losing games, you know? We don't have Mitch, who's our best offensive rebounder and one of our best rebounders on the team in general. So Obi's go- Obi is slowly transitioning his game into being a role player instead of being a focal point like he was at Dayton. And it's good to see that it's starting to come along now. These past couple of games, you're starting to see even good defensive rotations out of Yeah. Him. It's really, you know, this is the type of stuff that gets you even more minutes on the floor if you can keep stringing these type of good games together. And hopefully he can. So mm-hmm. far, he's showing in the right direction. And if he could just be a contributor in that way, as a role player, you, you hit on that draft. Not everyone that we get. I know there was a lot of hype that to be this offensive-ready player. And there was a lot at the beginning of the season that we were anticipating. You know, Julius Randle possibly going, not becoming this offensive juggernaut that we have. Um, Obi was supposed to be the guy that was supposed to slide right in, be the new power forward of the future. Right, right. Things changed. So... He's going to have a new role right now as just a role player. And 
so far he, he's coming along nicely with these basketball games. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's turning corner as well. He's finding a little bit of groove, man. And whoo, kudos to Obi, man. Kudos to Obi. And thank you, Derek Rose, for finding him on these leak outs, man. Because where would he be without you? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. That's for sure. Because when he when D Rose was out, we saw we saw Obi just go back into I guess like a shell and wasn't really performing. Man. He it was really, rough. It was rough. Like he really, I don't know what D Rose talks to him about, but he he's he's the Obi Whisperer or something, man. It just seems like his confidence is way higher when he's sharing the floor with D Rose. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Obi is the type of guy that needs to run out and transition, work in the post. Those are like his really two main his biggest things. And we don't have anyone who's looking for him in transition other than D Rose. So I could just think of moments where we have Burks just not even getting to Obi on an outlet pass. And Obi's right there at the rim just for an easy bucket, but D-Rose is doing that. Absolutely. And to, fo- and to follow up, Obi has a 15% usage rate right now. So it's dropped from 29 to 50 to 15%. And yeah. obviously you get more minutes in the NBA, but that's still a dramatic drop from what he's used to. And he's trying to figure out with these limited touches that he's getting, what should I do? How, how do I impact the game? And the one thing that I've always heard on most NBA podcasts is if you want to get more time as a rookie or just a young player, do the little it's things. Playing good def- it's doing the little things and playing really good defense. And so far he's been doing playing good defense by grabbing rebounds and doing the right transitions uh, on defense. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We have another caller lined up. And um, excuse me, I might need to get some water, Alec. I did go to, de- I went to the dentist today. So my mouth, is really dry, drier than usual. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, hold on a sec. As you drink your water in front of me, thanks, 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 guy. All right, but next, no problem. Just want to, just want to. Yeah, help you just, out. yeah. Rub it in. Thanks, thanks. You're considerate, aren't you? <laughs> All right. <laughs> next caller. All right, Danny Man Falcon. I dragged you into the chat. You get ready. Hit that kill two live button. But you're a pro at this at this point. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I am now. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Alex? What's going on, man? What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> Jay Ellis, man. Always, always a good. Uh, I love the show, man. So I'm always here to support. It. Appreciate, it, appreciate. Uh-huh. It. Yeah, let them know where you're from and your name if they if they don't know already. All right, uh, Chapman from Queens, baby. Queens, mm. Queens, Queens. <laughs> That's what's up. All right. <laughs> what's your takeaway? What's your point, sir? All right, a couple questions. Couple questions. Um, one, uh, I wish I had Paul Heyman. I don't know how Paul Heyman, uh, he's always introducing Brock Lesnar. So I want to talk about Brock Aller. I want to know what your thoughts on are on, um, the way we use the cap, uh, this year mm. or not use of the tap and you know I, I you know i'm happy with our success i'm happy with our success it's just you know <laughs> like nick's fans always want more <laughs> yeah, maybe we could add it maybe we could get some assets for it i, I would like it not to be just there i i okay maybe, wait maybe let me get, or I would I would have loved to use the little money the some of that money for an asset or something. I, I just felt like it's 
You feel like we, we you feel like this money because okay for, for those who might not know what he's talking about, um, we have we've had what seventeen million dollars in free cap space that we did not use. Um, mm-hmm. so you're what you're saying is you were hoping or you're wishing that we actually use that money this season and maybe added some more talent somewhere. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes, in a productive manner, either by getting assets back or maybe getting a, a, a player. I, I know we can get drumming or whatever. I'm not, I'm not even sure how one would. He's a spend the money. <laughs> So, so is, is your question is what what do you do we feel the same way this season or what do we do next season? Well, I, okay, both. One, uh, how do you feel about how we approach uh, that that money or uh, of not using the money? That's one. Two, uh, is the cap raising next year or it's still too early or how? Uh, I was wondering about that. Is the crap? Oh. I'm not sure. So, go ahead. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the cap is raising. If it does, it would go right now. It, it was stagnant. It stayed at 109 million for the season, like it was the previous season. If it does go up, it'd be to 112. But we haven't had any. There's been no word on what's happening with the cap. I think that will happen. Mm-hmm. That that determination will happen this off season once we get close to free agency after the finals is over and so forth. We'll get more of a clear vision on that. I would assume it would go up, up a little bit only because of um, because of you know the COVID t- teams will you know teams will have more people coming to the games, um, and so there should be more revenue coming in. So I would assume that we would have more tax base, but that's just a guess mm-hmm. though. It's not like a definite. <laughs> yeah, I was just curious, man. I, so how do you guys feel about? Uh, us using the money or not or not using the money okay why to not do it I, I, I just I just want to get just talk a little bit and see uh get different opinions that's all okay okay well for me I'm trusting Brock Aller and these guys because he's he's supposedly the cap genius the capologist over here and he's done wonders for the Cavs and he's you know he's all about strategy so for me I'm I'm gonna rock with him, but the thing with the I feel like the cap was kind of open just in case we had to make a move, right? Mm-hmm. So it didn't end up happening. We we went after Lonzo Ball, but I think I think mm-hmm. they were hoping. I think the Knicks were hoping that somebody would, would um would um wrestle free in the off season, and if that happened, it would be easier to make the trade if we had the cap space available. Now it didn't happen. But um, you know what? Um, we'll still set up nice for next season. Um, the other thing that happened was, you know, maybe we could have brought on um an asset like uh, an expiring contract and attached the like a uh, you know a first rounder or a second rounder with it. I thought that might have happened if we didn't get a gain a player. So I'm kind of surprised that didn't happen either. I thought I thought it was gonna be one or the other. You know what I mean? I thought we was either yeah, gonna add could, a player or get an asset back with with like a you know, expiring or something, but it, it, and mm. the, the reason why I was shocked is because in the draft we were wheeling and we were pulling strings. We were like, we were we were on the phone. We were we were putting in work at uh, around draft time, uh, making all these moves. So I, I was just a little 
uh, shocked that we didn't uh, pull something off. But I do love the flexibility. I right. do love the flexibility. It's just well, <laughs> you know, you know, my guess is what my guess is what about what my guess. This is my just my random hypothesis is we did have. I think. I feel like in the news, well, I think the Lakers are looking for somebody to take on some cap or something. Right, Alex? If you remember correctly? I, I, um, I, I can't remember but, what if the Lakers were looking for anybody. But go, but go on, Jalos. I don't know. My my theory what happened is Knicks had both options on the table, but they were um, – there's a deadline. I think they were working more on the Lonzo deal or, or, just, or at least just keeping them busy and mm-hmm. less on getting an extra asset here. And by the time they fi- they found out, okay, well maybe this isn't going to work out, that opportunity to get an a- of extra asset was gone, and and that's why the cap is the way it is right now. That's my hypothesis, anyway. Um, I think for the cap, um, I'm not upset that they didn't use it. I think it's better just to have that much money. I mean, at the end of the day, the guys who are on the roster get a little bit more of a pay bump, so I, it's not to them fine i think they're i think the knicks in general just want flexibility so if you're thinking about andre drummond as we saw from in begley when when he reported there's very few people who are in on andre drummond and they were curious about the fit on the team and when you do that you're starting to create a center controversy on who do you want to keep between either him or mitch or where you want to do with mitch moving forward or if you want nerlens noel who's been really good for us so i didn't see that coming around Mm -hmm. but with regards to like the cap, it's fine that we did it. Guys would just get paid a little more, and we did get assets in return during the during uh, the trade deadline. I mean, we got oh, yeah. two. Uh, we got second two round. second round. We got three yeah. second rounders. Yeah, we got second rounders. You're right. You're right. We did get second rounders. So that's man, we. Yeah, it's it's gonna be crazy, man. I you think we so we got four draft picks this coming coming now. I I just. I, I, with a nine-man rotation, I, I just don't see it. <laughs> I don't see it. It I, is I, not I, happening. I, no, yeah. and 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 that's why I've always said when people are talking about not trading draft picks, that's why I feel like this this Gruntel star to me is still the best route right now because not all these draft picks are going to play between the second rounds and the first rounders, and the way Tips likes to play these guys. Not everybody's gonna get burned. So I do feel like at some point where you should actually package a couple of these picks for the scrumptious star somewhere, whether it be Bill, whether it be Zach Levine, whose Bulls team isn't going anywhere. Maybe keep an eye on that, or or whoever. You know, I still feel like yeah. that might be a play for us. Yeah, or even just doing a major trade up in the draft. Maybe we can package all four of those draft picks to go get someone in the top five. Who knows? <laughs> or even the top ten. Who knows? You don't know what's gonna happen with these four draft picks. I mean. We'll see where the thing is like. Oh, and we still have more draft picks on. It's not just these four, just for this year, but we we got ammo. I think we got ammo, I think. Yeah, absolutely. We got we got ammo. We can do, you know, the thing is you want this draft capital. You're not there's no way to just drive in these many rookies. You would probably rip whatever is left of his hair out if he saw that many rookies. Uh, Absolutely. Um but when you have four draft picks in this year, I'm not expecting all four draft picks. You even Heck saw no. last season, we had we had three draft picks and it became two guys. I'm expecting one guy out of this draft pick and figuring out what they're going to do with it, you know. And depending where everyone lands between ours, which as right now we're going into the playoffs, so it's going to be in the tw- uh, the late, probably like 
late teens, 20s, somewhere around there. And then Dallas, you know, that's where I really hope they don't make the playoffs because if they, if they get into the lottery and we get a good top pick with them, yeah. that is really Ooh. good. That is really good ammo to move up. That's a great ammo, but it's going to go down to the ammo. Up. It's going to go down to the wire with those guys, man. Yep. I wake up in the morning, check the Mav score. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Thanks, <laughs> man. Oh, man. Like, let's go to Telephone. <laughs> I agree. All right, gentlemen. Always a pleasure. All right, man. Yo, thanks for calling it, man. Have a good one, sir. All right, yo. Salute to you. you all right. I saw somebody ask about Scary Terry, man. Nah, he's playing well. I, I, I would that he's on. I don't know where to. I'd have to have like a full free agent ranking list to figure out where I'd want him. But he's. I think there's other options right now with regards to guards that you could potentially go for. Lonzo's at the top of my list that I'd rather see the Knicks go for. Mm-hmm. Terry, if he keeps playing like this, the thing is he was like he was off last season. Now he's coming on. If this is who he is this season, I would I would I would take a peek at Scary Terry. I would definitely take a peek at Scary Terry. I feel like I was in, I actually wanted him after after he left the Celtics. To be honest with you, um, I felt like um he had a down year because of whatever was situation was happening there, and I feel like it was gonna pick up. And then he he, he you know then he still then he stuck out the place a little bit. And then I regretted saying it. And now he's now he's back on. So <laughs> now he's back on. But I, I yeah. would be down for Scary Terry for sure. I think he would be yeah. a, a good asset for the team. And, he, uh, and you know, it's, it's minimal upgrade at the point guard spot will do wonders for us. It's wonders. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the whole Boston thing, I mean, they just had too many players to play with, to use up there. So that's why he wanted out. Uh, that whole team was a mess that season, but I definitely take a look at Scary Terry. He could, I think he's more of a shooter than a passer. First, I, that's, yeah. that's me. I haven't watched enough of Charlotte, in all honesty, uh, to give like a really good read. I've watched more Pelicans. I've watched Lonzo more. I've done more watching Alonzo and seeing how he plays. And I think his fit on this team. If you want a guy, if you want to get Ob activated, go bring Lonzo and a guy who's just looking to get someone, find someone in transition. You'll see Obi flourish in the open court if you have Lonzo up here. I feel you. I can see Graham shaking loose before Terry, to be honest with you. But that's another thing. But my ideal, my ideal summer is go after Lonzo, long term. You know, long term go with the team. If that doesn't happen, I'm going after Chris Paul. But you know, Chris Paul has to opt out. So it's like Chris. You know, so it's like to me, it's like Lonzo, Chris Paul, Lowry, and then whatever. You know. <laughs> For sure, for sure. That's that's why. All right, we got Fr- Fritz is the next caller. He says he wants to get on an action. All right, Fritz. So let me, let me drag Fritz in here. All right. All right, Fritz. What's going on, Fritz? You are now live on the air. Hey, how's it going? What's going on, man? What's hey, going on, what's Fritz? up, Alex? Hey, I, I know we were just talking about um, Alonzo, but I just started getting doubts about Alonzo. Um, with that Zion episode last time he was in the garden, that question he was <laughs> expecting, he said, 
I love work, playing at the garden, and I took it as I want Lonzo back. <laughs> yeah, I took it as you know, make sure I'm happy. Um, because Lonzo is like the only guy on that Pelicans team that Zion really meshes with. Yeah, and they might they might pay that bill. They might they might max him out that you know just to make just to make Zion happy. <laughs> I would be surprised too, but if it's for Zion, you know, just like how um, Milwaukee did some silly, some silly deals to make someone happy too. Um, I, I, I'd be, um, I think there's going to be some competition there. I think, you know, I think it might be you know the difference is Fritz though the, the difference is the timing of it right um because because um Zion he's locked into that contract for years no matter what mm-hmm. um when he but when it comes to Antetokounmpo he you know he could have left <laughs> the pressure oh, yeah, was on for the Bucks to make a move right then and there because he's about to be a free agent. So there was a whole lot more pressure for them to keep him. For 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 the Pelicans, they can move Lonzo, move in another piece, and then tr- and then prove the proof of concept that they can make him happy. So I, I don't see them paying Lonzo yeah. a, a max or anything just because yeah. they have more time to buy. You know what I mean? And yeah. my and my thing with the Pelicans is that they were paying Eric Bledsoe and Steven. Like they extended Steven Adams. I don't even know why they did that. So that, their their books <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't their books are is just a wreck right now. So I don't see how they can pay Lonzo more than 14. I think if they if they go the Knicks can offer Lonzo 20. I you know, that's the max that I would say the Knicks should be willing to offer Lonzo. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's no way there's no way New Orleans is gonna put up twenty unless they figure out a trade just ha- somehow to trade Bledsoe and Stephen. Yeah, Bledsoe has to go. Bledsoe mm-hmm. has to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's and he's and they already have Kyra Lewis down there too. So what's the plan with Kyra? What's the plan with Bledsoe? What's the plan with Lonzo? Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of moving pieces down there, and I'd expect him to go with Kyra because Kyra's been starting to play pretty well. Um, I could see them moving on from Lonzo. I don't see, you know, if David Griffin really wanted him, this was the time to really just like lock him up mm-hmm. before he hit anything and see to start getting to a bidding war. I think, I think Griffin's ready. I think he's on that spot to like, I, I, I he's not sure if he wants to move on from him. He's willing to see what the market's like, yeah. but I don't think he's fully like bought in on Lonzo ball either. Yeah. Yeah. The, the one, the one player, I would the one player I would look out for would be and it's not a, it's not even an, a name that everybody would like but Ricky Rubio in his last year in his expiring last year contract so that's the one player if the Knicks had the for one year they could they can get him from Minnesota a, a passing out for Peyton <laughs> yeah yeah that's pretty much just like Alpha paving that passes. Yeah. And it yeah, it's not even a name that's spectacular. But I think it's it's something that you don't have to give up your assets for. You don't have to Nick's you don't have, have to riot run that. if we just ended up with Rubio after all this. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> end up with Rubio. Yeah. I mean, I like, I like, I like Rubio, but I do like It'll Rubio. It's It's man. It's a very, very incremental upgrade. <laughs> very incremental. <laughs> Yo, seriously, like honestly, That's right. we're just we're just turning back the clocks if we have Ricky Rubio and Derrick Rose as our point guards on the team. Oh, yeah, man. like two guys who's be traded for each other back in 2015. It's 2016. 2000s. Remember that room? Remember that room where it was supposed to be Rick, Ricky Rubio for Derrick Rose? From the, remember that? And now that's just oh, me. Man. That's just me because I was doing I was doing podcasts back then with 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 um <laughs> Phil Jackson was this. So I was talking about this like four or five years ago. Okay, I, just me. I would have loved I would have loved <laughs> Rubio over Jose Calderon. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. And as yeah. I knew, the chat is saying Rubio can't shoot. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That's the thing. Rubio I, outside I of 15 feet. <laughs> Rubio further it. than 15 feet is just. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. But yikes. I think it's going to be an interesting summer. Uh, these four picks, uh, you know, I'm already going through my scenarios. I only think the Knicks are only going to pick one player and maybe go for future picks I agree. or even go for or even go for like a valuable player they can push in the future like get a bowl bowl or go get um so, someone they can package for a superstar someone who can who can end up in that package so it, it should be interesting summer yeah but um yeah but thanks for putting me on shout to the chat all right um hey Hey, thanks. All right, man. Thanks for <laughs> thanks. We'll for see. Calls. We'll see what ha- we'll see what happens this off season. It's gonna be an interesting off season. I'm I'm prepared yes. for it. Yeah, yeah. Me too, man. I can. I'm expecting some draft night trades. To be honest, with you like, oh my gosh, do you see what? I'm expecting that type of energy. Exactly. Yeah. I'm expecting that type of energy <laughs> yeah. for real. For real. You know, salute to the chat, man. Definitely salute to shout to everybody. Shout out to Ricky V Residential. He says D Nice is a Rose is a 32. Rose is 32. Chris Paul is 36 on 37. That's a false narrative. Not being able to play 30 minutes a game. So I, I guess people are worried about Rose being a, a starter next year and playing 30 minutes a game. I, I still don't believe he'll be a starter next year. You had um, Dwayne Casey talking about, you know, he capped him out between 25 to 27 minutes because that's what Dwayne Casey's like, that is what our team's allowing us. <laughs> right. Like... It, and you just see it, like we see it in the in the in the play, you know. I agree. Ooh, Iller Iller came in with a good one. Shea Gilgis Alexander. I would do. Please, I would too. But why would that happen? I don't understand this. Like, I mean, you have to. What's enticing out in OKC for Shea right now? Hey, we're tanking this season. We're gonna try a draft high and what? You're, they're not going to be contending next season unless they do a money overhaul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bird rights, money, money, money. He would have to pull like um, another like Anthony Davis type of situation, where it's like I'm just or you know be like Kevin Love and like not like play and <laughs> throw a tantrum like- on the court. I hear that. I'm just also thinking of like the time frame for SGA as well. I mean, isn't his contract coming up? He's about to be a restricted free agent unless he got extended. I don't know it. Um, 
Yeah, check that out. Yeah, I just I just see them throwing the bag at him because that's the only piece they have, and they, mm. they're just trading everybody else to keep him. That's how. I, that's what I'm. That's how I yeah, see it anyway. Shea's a restricted free agent at the end of next season, so they can either move him to get an asset back, which right? Looks like Presty is all in on uh, getting more draft capital. I'd be shocked so, if they moved. I'd be super shocked because I would think the move would be to build around him to get all because they have already they already have a bunch of first round picks anyway. So I, I would think the move would be move those picks for other players to place place around him. Yeah, like that's your only uh, piece you, you all, that's worth it there. Yeah, but you also need someone there to. I don't know. You also need someone there to be doing stuff, and their roster. I mean, Poku's not really. You're not into, you're not into Pokemon. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing better. I you mean, know what? Had a very slow start. I will say this. I will say they do grant people a way out if they ask for it. That is true. I will give you that. I will give you that. But I, I think they'll try to throw the bag at them. Usually for young kids, they like the bag first. You know what I'm saying? When you're young, you're just trying to prove yourself. You're just trying to get your game better. And then you want the bag. And then I feel like after a while, you realize the bag ain't working. Then you try to then you try to um, exit your way out. That's usually the, the pattern that I notice. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd yeah. be surprised. I, I'd be surprised. I, I I I really, I really wouldn't be surprised, honestly. I think the Knicks, if the Knicks really wanted to make that move, they could trade draft capital to go get him. I mean, I honestly don't see what I need to see what the Thunder do this off season. But you got Dort, you got SGA, Poku. Mm-hmm. I don't know who else you got. We got. Well, we have another. We have another call. Oh, wait. <laughs> we have another caller. <laughs> so for, as far as free agents go, you said? Um, no, 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 not as free agents, but like on that team that you know you that Shea's interested in staying there. Oh, it's, it's him and Poku. It's really him and Poku there. Everybody else, everybody and else, and Dork, and everybody else is a oh yeah, and Dork. Everybody else is a veteran who they, who who they're planning to move sooner or later. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. And, and that'll be that. But hey, look, if we get Shake Shea kills Alexander, I'll be super excited for that. I would not be, I would not be um sad about that at all. Other names I'm hearing right now, people wanting to chat: Gary Trent Jr. and Norman Powell. I'm, I'm all for Gary Trent, and I'm well, not Norman. I just, I just do a Norman Powell. I just do him in. Um, I'm definitely in for Gary Trent Jr. for sure. I think he's a phenomenal player. I would love him. Um, but also, yo, the Pacers, man. There was there was this one rumor that the Pacers put out that they were tr- they were looking for trade trade offers for uh, Brogdon. Brogdon, man. I would take I would take Brogdon too. Man, I would def- I'll give up a couple picks for Brog- Brogdon in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Brogdon next to RJ with with Randall. What? It'd be really nice. It'd be really nice. Brogdon, RJ, Rent. What? I'm yeah. with it. I don't. I'm, I'm not sure how likely that still is. But I can Im- imagine. Imagine, man. Ball Brogdon. Ball Brogdon, RJ, Randall, Mitch, 
holy <laughs> crap <laughs> no one's getting no no one's getting past half court <laughs> nobody's getting past half court <laughs> i'd love it number one Can't defense wait. in the league that'd be that'd be phenomenal 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 uh, okay here we go another caller in the queue all right, caller, I have you in the KOT live chat. Waiting to hear from you. Yeah, yeah I, I, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, yeah, actually, I was calling. Um, first of all, um, good evening, everyone. Good evening, chat. And uh, both of you guys, you guys are doing a great job tonight. I uh, just wanted to see what you guys thought about uh, Grant over in Detroit. Like, um, you know, I. He seems like, you know, I think he's a great player and he definitely will fit our system. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you guys think? About, I know, obviously, point guard is like our primary. That's what we really need. And that's the most important thing. But I think he's like one really good, talented player that like I think we can actually easily snatch from Detroit. We actually have even the cap space to just absorb this contract without even having to trade any players. So what do you guys think about that? Mm, Jeremy Grant. I like Jeremy Grant. Isn't he playing more so power forward though? So he'd be he kind of overlap with exactly. um, with Julius Randle. I mean, he's not. He's what is it? I think he he's six eight. He does he can go back and forth between power forward and small forward, but he's more so power forward. I mean, when he was out in Denver, they used him. Who was it? it was him? It was him. Jokic, Murray. Who else did they have out there? I think they also had Barton for a stretch and Michael Porter Jr. I think he was playing the four. Like he was playing like a long, he was playing like a long three and four. He's very versatile. I like him. I don't know if he's necessarily a good wing, because that's where you probably have to slide into. And then you're putting mm -hmm. RJ at the at the shooting guard. Yeah. I like Jeremy. I don't know if he I don't know if, if he necessarily you'd I'm not fully sold on him playing small forward. Yeah. I, I like him though. I don't think he wants to be here in that role. Like, he left to go to Detroit to be the man. So, for him to come here to be, like, uh, option two or three behind Randall and RJ and whoever, I, th I think it'll just cause more conflict than anything. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a very good point. You know, maybe a year of uh, being in Detroit maybe woke him up and maybe he realized, like, being a man is not all, <laughs> all that expected up to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know I don't know that's just what I thought in terms of being able to when I kind of I've seen him play quite a bit and uh, not a ton but I've seen him play enough and I don't know it seems like he's he's a, uh, obviously in today's NBA you don't have a lot of big power fours much anymore that bang people around it's not like the 90s and the 80s anymore but he seems like he's actually for me he looks like a really good wing like he he's lengthy he's got the foot speed I agree with you to defend uh threes um it's just i think in today's nba he he, he seems like he fits naturally at the four but he's really a, a three at least in my opinion he plays like a three um but you know it's definitely a very good point he did leave to be go be the man so you know we'll see you know like so it may not be a great idea but i just thought he was like you know someone that was very interesting that would definitely you know really help the team a lot not for not like Knicks fans were all in on Jimmy Grant like yeah, a, no, in sure. off season, so that's that's not like a 
it's not a crazy thought to think that because I think a lot of people thought the same the same thought you're here thought the same thing in the summer they were trying to get Jimmy Grant over here but he, he just chose I mean you know what I, the only thing I can say is maybe he just wanted more of an opportunity to play so maybe it won't be next yeah. year but maybe in a year in a couple of years he'll be like alright cool I proved that I can play a bigger role you know now maybe when I go to another team they'll let me dribble you know <laughs> no absolutely yeah. I mean and the chat's pointed out like he did play next to Millsap so he was playing he, he was playing some small forward last season even though he was designated as a power forward shout out to the chat that, yep shout out to the chat for helping me out on that um, it'd be interesting I think he's more solid as a power forward I would like to see him more so there like to stretch the floor he could play small forward um I don't know. It, position wise, be, I think I think the mesh between him and Julius would be interesting. Right. But he is very versatile. I do like him though. I do like him. I as like a his game too. I like his game too. And he's he's proven a lot this season too. The other person like uh I wanted to ask you guys about is like he comes up all the time, Devontae Graham. And it seems like mm. he, you know, like people are he's a, he's pretty intriguing. But for me, it's like I don't know if I'm wrong, but I've like I think I remember looking at his stats before. He's like, his shooting numbers are terrible. His efficiency numbers, and so I'm just like, um, at least I don't know if it improved this year. But I just remember looking at it like so, at some point last year, and it just it was just really bad. And the funny thing was like when I saw him play, he killed us and played great. But every time we played against him, he's looked great. But then <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of looked up his stats, and I'm like, his it just. I think he was shooting like low 30s from three. Uh, his field goal percentage, I think maybe was like high 30s or low 40s. And so I'm just kind of curious, what do you guys think about that? Is that really going to be, you know, uh, it, I don't know if it's, is that something you guys really want, especially given like how, you know, how much he struggles. It seems like he struggles shooting the ball efficiently. Well, I don't like to, I don't like short guards i don't like i don't like to have like a bevy of short guards on the team personally um but um actually i thought he played better last year. he actually okay no like last year okay i'm looking at his numbers from last year 38 percent from the field is not good <laughs> yeah. not good at yeah, all. yeah i remember seeing that i was like i was shocked because every time he played against us he was killing us and well i'm not not a, i shouldn't say every time but i do remember that one no, game he where he hit the game winner and um, you know, and I was, <laughs> it was like, I was like, this sucks. But and then you look up his stats; and he's shooting thirty eight percent from the field. But she, I'm like, how did this happen? You know what it is though. <laughs> like, okay, I mean, let me share this with the chat. He he last year he was shooting nine threes a game, which is an insanely high number. <laughs> That's a really high number. <laughs> nine threes a yeah. game. And um, shooting, so that's going to dip your percentages. And shooting, but shooting decently from three, thirty-seven percent from three. Okay, which is okay. Oh, okay. So most of his shots was three pointers. That's why his field goal percentage is so low. Right. You know. You know. So the the thing is really interesting. I really get the uh, the whole three point shoot. Why you know, isn't like shooting where your full uh, field goal percentage is. Like I guess they say like if you're you know, if you shoot 33% uh, from three-point range, that's equivalent to, like, you know, shooting something like 47 or 48% from the field. Right. And so that's why people encourage uh, three-point shooting. Right. But it's just, like, that whole thing is, like, it's um, 
but kind of when you look at the data, because it, when you kind of like basically plot everything out over either, even like if you look at a time series of like, let's say three point shooting and they're like, you know, their net, uh, like the net uh, of the net like rating. Uh, it's like you don't really see much of like, it's almost like it doesn't seem like three point shooting really has an Im impact on winning your ability to win a ball. It's, so it's such a weird stat. I, it, it seems like it, make, it definitely makes sense. But I think what I think it, the issue is, is like teams don't really know how to use a three point shot very well. And so they just sometimes they just let anyone just shoot it part. And it's um, yeah. and then you couple that with like how people shoot three pointers. Sometimes like people are like they'll go through stretches where they're extremely hot, and then you have stretches where they're really cold. And so it's just like it's um, no, I know I know what you mean. So it's kind of like it's a very interesting stats. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Houston like people don't people chuck up number threes but don't get the right threes. Like people want to go to the Houston Rocket route, right? And the Houston Rockets did it best. Right where they they were one of the highest scoring teams in the league, just strictly off of shooting threes. But they they brought the personnel there who can play that style and do that correctly. And then everybody else tried to copy it and weren't as effective, which is why you're getting the, the skewed numbers. You know what I mean? So it, it 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 works if you have the personnel to, to make it work. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, it's the sure. best. The, obvious, the only team that really can make it work is Golden State because they're like. Uh, Steph and uh, uh, Clay was shooting like over 40%. Right. So if you got those guys, like it works all day. But with Houston, the thing that was really interesting, even if you look at them, right, it's like, even in those situations, it's like, so you, because people are streaky, right? They'll have like, you know, hot streaks and they'll have cold streaks. So that's why like they can't, they, it's very difficult for them to even get over the hump. So if you look at the stats of like the three-point shooters in Houston, they're all shooting like all their three-point shooter. Most of them are like, you know, um, 35 right. 34 35 percent and then you had like a couple of guys that were maybe 38 39 39 percent mm -hmm. shooter like james harden he was their biggest one of their big yeah yeah know what you mean he was like only 35 percent yeah and so it works so you have to ask yourself right so look at the average is 35 percent like you know how hot can you get and how long can you be hot, right? Can you be hot like four games in a row? Or actually, can you be hot four, four out of seven games? So you got to ask yourself that question. Is that something you can do? Or, you know, and so it's just kind of like, I think, so it's always really interesting. Even Houston, like, like I think that's kind of why they were never able to really get over the hump. I think they, like, overused it. I think there were teams that used it a lot better than they did, in my opinion. But for them, they just kept chucking it, you know. Yeah, you know what it is with them. This can pass. They just couldn't get past Golden State. Really, that's what that's what the problem was, which is interesting. I don't know if you ever watched the. Um, this is going all the way off Nick's Nick's talk now. <laughs> this is <a> straight <laughs> up basketball talk. <laughs> but uh, which podcast? The 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 freaking. Oh my gosh! Well, JJ Reddick's podcast. He was talking about. It was talking about um, why they played so much ISO. They played so much ISO just so they can play beat Golden State. That though they just mm. they played and they just practiced ISO all year just to beat Golden State, which is, which is interesting to see. Mm. But um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah, we, we, we're way, we're yeah. way off Nick's talking now about three point. But you know, thanks for the Sorry. call though. Yeah. <laughs> all right, have a good one. Have a good one. Have a good one to you. Yo, salute to the chat, man. Salute to, Super skin to the super stats talk with three points and averages and 
how many how many <laughs> how going many shots deep. are appropriate to take going per game deep. and only filled with 35 percent shooters is it still a good shot if you only have 35 and 36 <laughs> percent darn you daryl morey <laughs> darn you daryl morey changing the game man but salute to the chat everybody is rocking shout out to fritz shout out to d Knight. shout out to jarvis shout out to cody and everybody else who's rocking with the kot show all right I think it might be a good time to to kind of wrap it up. Do my little manscape spiel, pay some bills, you know, and close out the show. But salute to the chat. What, what? last game of the season? Not last game. Next game we have is against the Bulls. The Bulls game is coming up tomorrow. Must win. No Zach Levine. Zach Levine hasn't played in a long time. Um, and shout out to shout out to my guy Cody, man, who's who's uh, a really good got a good follow and he puts up he, he does really good work on youtube kind of um looking at some of the prospects the nba the the draft prospects for the year but he's also okay, a huge okay. bulls fan he's also Sweet. yeah he's also a huge bulls fan so uh, i don't know maybe i should have him on maybe I have him talk on. bulls talk some Knicks bulls game talk some trash for a little bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> Reminisce about the 90s. Yeah, reminisce about the 90s when Jordan used to dunk on it. Those days are over. Whatever. Maybe I have them over there. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But, but um, yeah, I think we're going to win this game, though. This game should be a wrap. should be easy. I, I hope. We should go We should go in there and win. If they don't have Zach Levine, they're going to rely on Vooch. I mean, it's going to be Vooch. Thad Young have been the two guys that have been playing the most. Kobe was uh, White. Was it Kobe White? Kobe White, sorry. Yeah, yeah Kobe, Kobe White. White. Yeah, Kobe White. Yeah. You got it. You got it. Whew. There's a lot of names to remember, man. A lot of names to remember. Absolutely, man. Uh, so, yeah, Kobe White, Booch, Thad Young, and you got uh, who's the who's the one that they draft? They the bull shocked this season drafted for Patrick Williams. So you got those. Yeah, bad Patrick, Patrick Williams. Yeah, Patrick Williams is the yeah. one. Right so you got those are the four guys that we have to go through tomorrow. Tomorrow, the Knicks should be able to do it. Should be a, it should be a win. It should be a win, man. And like I said before, man, we need to get you got ten games coming up. I want, I want, I want five of these. I want five of these, right? Next That'd be good. Yeah. That'd be good. Let me get the exact schedule. Let me get the exact schedule for a second. Next ten games. Rockets. You have Bulls. Hold on, hold on. You got the Bulls. We got the Bulls, Rockets, Grizzlies. We need to go on a three-game winning streak. That has to happen. Then we have the Nuggets, Suns, Clips, Lakers, Spurs. Six games of doom right there. We got to if we, <laughs> Yeah. We played the we played the Clippers to a, a close game. RJ had a really good game against Kawhi. Hopefully, he has some resurgence. The Suns game, I'm hoping we can pull. I'm hoping if there's a game, maybe we can pull out. I'm, I'm looking at the Suns and hoping. Listen, man. Julius Randle and RJ Barrett play half of what they usually play. Maybe we win a game. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because we're gonna both- need both of them. We're gonna need both of them to to. To, to get them to, to win this game. Exactly. We can't have a we can't have another uh thirty-two point between both of them like we had against the Suns. We're gonna need them. 
exactly. And maybe at that point we should have Alex Burks back as well because I think that would be a 14 days would be passed by then. I would think. Well, he also has to be ready. Yes, he, he has to be ready for and conditioned too to come oh, back. Yeah, and I, I haven't heard he... any way. I haven't heard anything about him practicing yet or getting into condition. He has to get through that whole conditioning phase too, like Derek Rose did, to make sure he's ready to go. So Gosh. it could be. It could be a little bit longer. It could be a little bit longer without Burks. That's a good point. That's absolutely a good point, man. Um, dang, I don't want him to. Yeah, we need him back. We need him back to tip top shape for playoffs, man. We need one of our closers back, man. We want our closers back for playoffs, man. We need to get this win. We need to, we need to get it going because I, I just need all our guns locked and loaded for real. For real, for real. That's that's a fact. All right. So shout out to everybody watching, man. Let me just pay some bills real quick. All right. So shout out to Manscaped, which is our official sponsor. All right. So, <clears throat> flowers are blooming. The grass is growing. It's time to chop the weeds. Thanks to our sponsor at Manscaped. You can trim your holes safely and efficiently. I'm talking about the ball trimmers. These guys right here. <laughs> Manscaped, the global leaders in below the waist grooming, have an exclusive offer for our audience. Use code KOT to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the other 2 million men who trust in Manscaped. They are here to make sure you are trimmed and smelling nice. After all, it's time for some spring cleaning, all right? So salute to Manscaped, the official sponsor for the KOT show. And also, you always remember to get the Trimmer 3.0. It doesn't nick your hairs. You know, uh, it has an LED light so you can see what's going on in the dark. And it's also waterproof. And your girl will thank you, all right? So make sure you get that Manscaped. Also get the bold deodorant too. Bull deodorant, best test, you can always get that, all right? And you always gotta, like I always say, you got to make sure you don't want down there looking like Fizzdale's hair, all right? Oh, my God. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. There you go. There it is. There it is. I know I hit the gunshots all day. People was like, what happened to the gunshots? There it is. <laughs> Shots fired. All right, salute to Manscaped. And sh or shout out to everybody who's, who rocked the show today, all right? And one more shout out to D-Night, shout out to Iller. Smoothest eggs, says Miller, Iller. If, yo, if y'all watch Dave Chappelle, you know why that's funny, smoothest eggs. <laughs> yo, Dave Chappelle is my favorite comedian ever. Facts. Facts, facts. Shout out to everybody rocking the chat. Shout out to Cody. Shout out to Kyle Totcherman. Shout out to Blood... Okay, Blood of Panther, shout out to you. Shout out to all the newcomers too, man, who are watching the KOT show. All right, that is our show. I tried to hold out for Boogie, but I don't think he's gonna. I think he, he might be stuck in traffic. Shout out to Jay Boogie though, who sent a ten dollar um, cash app. Helps, it helps you know, helps grow the channel. All the donations help to grow the channel. So it helps keep the lights on, helps pay the writers, keeps things going. So shout out to people who donate super chats, cash apps, and all things of that nature. All right? Cool. Yeah, so that's our show. Alex, let them know where they find you, dog. JL, this was good talking about Knicks. You know, sadly it was a loss, but hey, we'll take this moral victory. We'll go on to the next one. We got the Chicago Bulls tomorrow. Let's get that W, get back right back on track. Facts, facts. Salute to Knicks Nation. Salute to all the mods. And you guys can find me over at Hoops Habit, part of the Fan Sided Network. You can also find me at KnicksFanTV.com. You can find the podcast, Knicks Jets, etc., 
on all streaming platforms. We just had an awesome guest. We had Arsonist of from the Heat Makers. If you know who the Heat Makers are, if you know who Arsonist is, it was the producer instrumental to the diplomat to the ah, diplomatic anthem. Uh, the whole the whole album, man, mostly the album. And he also did El Capo with uh, Jim Jones recently. He's worked with Beyonce and so forth. And then we had him on. Great time. Make sure to go check that out. And if you're into sports, Ben, you can find me over at Tally site as well. And that's it. All right, all right, salute to you. Great show as always. And you know, you can find us at VKOT Show on Twitter. Um, the Dipset Anthem. Sorry, I'm going nuts. Dipset. It's been a long day. Dipset Anthem. Diplomatic Immunity is the album. Just want to clarify that. <laughs> I thought you said Dipset Anthem. Am I bugging? Anyway, <laughs> that's all good. <laughs> all right. As all you know to find me, you can find us at VKOT Show on Twitter, Nick of Time Show on Instagram. Also, find our blogs and merch at thenickoftimeshow.com. All right. Shout out to Fritz. Who j- shout out to Fritz. Shout out to Ken. Shout out to Rob. Shout out to Mikey. All the writers over there at Nick of Time Show. New blog is up. The new blog is up. It's talking about um, Coach of the Year, man. Uh, tips, coach, chances for Coach of the Year. So definitely check out that article written by Rob. All right. Um, and yeah, that is our show. I'm going to drink a huge glass of water because I'm so thirsty. Shout out to my dentist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. That is our show. We are out of here. Peace. Shout out to Worldwide West.